brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, Holly. Hi, Gemma. How's it going? <sighs> Apocalypse. It's just not great. Oh, okay, no. It's just not really getting better for you at the moment, is it? It's not. I'm now probably going to be on furlough until October, mm-hmm. which puts a lot of different you know, things I had in motion on hold. So it's it's frustrating, but you know, coping. You're getting there. You're doing remarkably well. Thank you. We are Witch Murderer. Yes we are. Oh my god. I almost didn't even think about that. <gasps> we are recording a podcast tonight. Do you remember that? I did remember that. <laughs> that part I got, yes. Good. And before we go into our topics, we've just got a couple of shout outs that we want to do. Yeah. So I'm going to shout out Jomaya, who left a lovely review on our iTunes. Quite simple and to the point, saying that they love us, which is always nice to hear. And they gave us five stars. So that always makes our heart happy. And we always sort of send little screenshots to each other. So that was nice to read when Holly sent that to me. So thank mm-hmm. you very much, Jomaya. Yeah, you were having a bad day. So that was good. I'm having bad weeks, yes. Yeah, you're having a bad week. (laughs) I was trying to make it sound better, but yeah, it's not been a good Gemma week. No. And then I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was one of our very, very first episodes where we got an email from Fleeta. Yes, I think it was. And I am probably saying the name wrong, but she is down with the Canadian true crime. Yes. And she knows everything about it so my sexually motivated story that i did last week mm-hmm. no no i didn't do last week time travel released last week fucking time travel is so hard so it released uh, what day is no, it today so it released the star of june 
It started at the start of June. I don't even know when this is going to be out. Anyway, <laughs> it was about a man in Canada who was just a horrible piece of trash. But I called him David the entire episode. But he was actually known by his middle name, which was Russ. Okay. So if you were listening and you didn't know who I was talking about, just replace David with Russ and you might. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Also... I didn't know how he killed the first victim because the story wasn't really about the first victim. It was just something he kind of admitted to after. Yeah. But he covered her nose and mouth with duct tape and then videotaped her basically suffocating to death and writhing and all that. Yeesh. So a little bit more info for everybody who had that story. Thanks, Flita, for updating us with that. Yes. Thank you, Flita. That's helpful. Uh, is that us for shout outs? I think it was for shout outs. We were going to talk about our numbers with that episode oh. as well. <laughs> I just found this really interesting. Um, Holly texted me the other day to say that our listener numbers went up quite significantly at the release of our last episode, which, as Holly already said, was sexually motivated murders. And uh-huh. we thought maybe the sex part was having an impact. Yeah. So from now on, we're going to make all our episodes sexy. <laughs> you're a bunch of fucking perverts man. I <laughs> no i mean there's no way we can make all the episodes sexy it's physically no, impossible not. yeah we have to tone down our sexiness for this podcast i mean come on people wouldn't be able to handle it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so back to murder back to murder we're talking about prisoners that were released from prison early yes. no wait i'm gonna say that Serial again killers Serial killers that were released from prison early. Mm -hmm. We found this list. Where did you find this list from? I can't remember if it was Listverse. I think it might be Listverse. I'm not sure. And I think we both got who we were covering from that list. Yeah. But obviously did more research in it. So I'm going first and I'm going to speak about the Lane's Angels of Death. I knew you would. I (laughs) knew you were going to pick that one. (laughs) You know me well. Yes. Okay. Waltrud Wagner was a nurse's aide in Lane's General Hospital in Austria. She worked in Pavilion 5, which I think was a medical admissions ward from what I could gather. And it had a large proportion of elderly patients that required a lot of medical care and were on palliative care. In Mm -hmm. 1883, when Waltrud was 23, she was caring for a 77-year-old woman who was near the end of her life. This woman asked Waltrud to put her out of her misery. Okay. And Waltrud agreed to her request. Waltrud was able to draw up a dose of morphine that would kill this woman and injected her with it. Mm -hmm. This killed the woman, but it awoke something in Waltrud and she discovered that she really liked the power that she had over this woman when she killed her. That's such a big jump. Like, oh, I'm helping somebody at their end of life journey. Wow, that was fun. Yeah. That's a really weird leap to make. I think she must have been a certain type of person to agree to that in the first place. There probably are a lot of nurses out there that really want to be able to put someone out of their suffering, but wouldn't Mm. be capable of it. So only a certain number would really be able to do that. And it really did wake something in her. Okay. So the healthcare system in Austria should not have been allowing nurses aides to administer medication especially injections they don't have the training the education or do they get paid enough to take on that responsibility right however there appeared to be a culture within that hospital where aides were free to administer injections without supervision 
Waltred took advantage of this system and, fueled by her first murder, started to seek out other patients she could kill. At first, she justified her actions as putting patients out of their misery. She would identify those near death and administer a deadly combination of morphine, insulin and benzodiazepines, which is a sedative. Wow, they all kind of stick to the same stuff. It's always insulin and morphine, isn't it? Usually the stuff that there's a lot of stock of. So uh, there'll always okay. be lots of morphine, there'll always be lots of insulin. Okay. And insulin back then would not have been monitored. So it was really right. easy to use a lot of and nobody would notice. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Soon this method of killing was not enough for Waltrid. She started getting other nurses' aides involved. These were Maria Gruber, who was only 19, and Irene Liedolf, who was 21. These women were easily controlled by Waltred and quick to follow in her footsteps. At first, they would watch Waltred kill these patients with the injections. However, she then taught them how to mix them and administer them. They moved on to a different way of targeting victims as well. Soon, Waltred would pick those patients that she found most annoying. Oh, I know. Oh, that's not nice. No, it's really not. So those oh, would no. include people that refused their medication or care, those that buzzed for nurses too much, and those that snored too loud. No. Because they usually worked the graveyard shift, so like right. late evening into sort of early morning. Mm-hmm. If a patient acted in any of these ways, the group would plan to kill them the next time they were on shift together. By this time, another nurse called Stephanie Maye who was 43 years old, had joined the group. She had moved to Austria from Yugoslavia and started working at Lane's Hospital. And although Stephanie Joe was 20 years older than the rest of the women, she was still very much a follower of Waltred. Mm-hmm. The method the group used to kill changed again, and this method was far more brutal. They would hold down the patient, and one nurse, usually Waltred, would pinch their nose and force their mouth open. She would then pour water down their throat and into their lungs until they drowned. Oh my God. So these poor people were essentially drowning in their own beds. That's horrible. Yeah. Most elderly patients would have liquid in their lungs as part of a physical illness, so it didn't look suspicious if the patient did end up having an autopsy. Right. The group were able to carry out their killings for some time before any suspicions were raised. Waltred was killing by herself from 1983 but the murders became more regular from 1987 and by then all the group were involved are you talking about 18 or 19 19 did i say 18 i thought in the beginning you said 18 oh it's always been 19 so apologies okay it was the 1980s okay i might be wrong I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) By 1988, there were rumours that there was a killer working in Pavilion 5, which some people started calling the Death Pavilion. Oh. Even with all the deaths, there was never an official investigation carried out until the women made a major mistake. So all four of them decided they would go out for a drink, something that they would regularly do after work. They would Mm -hmm. go out and then discuss the murder that they had committed that day, often laughing at the distress that the person was in. Oh, no. Total psychopaths. They were doing this one night in February 1989, talking about the murder of Julia Drapel, who had committed the horrible offence of refusing her medication. Mm Mm-hmm. A doctor who was sitting a few tables away could overhear some of what the group were saying. He contacted the police with his concern and they began an investigation. 
The four were taken in for questioning and all four of them were quick to confess. Wow, okay. Waltrud was especially open about her involvement, stating that she had killed at least 39 people on her own and there was likely more that the others had killed. She confessed to targeting ones that got on her nerves and said that she decided who lived and who died. The other women said that Waltrud was the instigator in all the cases and laid all the blame on her. And... I mean, that's probably true. She is responsible for most of what happened, but that doesn't absolve them of what they did. You know, they were still... You still make your own decisions. Yeah, exactly. You still killed people. Mm -hmm. As time went on before the trial, Walter started to recant on what she had confessed to. She then stated that she was responsible for only 10 deaths and said that she just killed them out of mercy as they were in pain. The trial started in March 1991 and all four were charged with 42 counts of murder. Wow. Wow, I know. The prosecution was not able to make all their charges stick and instead Waltrud was found guilty of 15 murders, 17 attempted murders and two counts of aggravated assault. She was sentenced to life in prison. Irene Liedolf was found guilty of five murders and two attempted and also sentenced to life in prison. Stephanie Jamayer was sentenced to 15 years for manslaughter and seven attempted murders. Mm-hmm. And Maria Gribber was found guilty of two murders and also sentenced to 15 years. Wow. So Stephanie ja and Maria were released from prison before their 15 years. I couldn't find an exact date, but I think it probably was around 12 to 13 years Mm-hmm. Walters and Irene were released after serving 17 years, which is still quite a lengthy sentence and admittedly longer than the mandatory sentence for murder in Austria. Mm-hmm. However, it was on that list you sent me, so that's why I chose it. I mean, I don't know if they were necessarily released ridiculously early, but I found the case really interesting and it was on that yeah. list, so I'm I'm counting it. <laughs> For the amount of people that died, that is really early. I mean, it's really not a long sentence. Yeah. In Austria, as I said, it's longer than the minimum sentence, but in comparison to the rest of the world, it's yeah. it's not that long. Yeah. Wow. Waltrud and Irene spent the last year doing day release in prison. So they went out shopping, they went on day trips, and then they would return to the prison to sleep. Okay. And they were released due to good behaviour, according to the authorities. But this is probably because there was no one vulnerable in prison that they could target and kill. Oh, okay. All four of the women were given new identities on release to avoid targeted abuse from the public. See, I think that should just be part of, I mean, it's different maybe if you're a youth, but if you commit a bunch of, I'm sorry, that's part of your punishment for the rest of your life is you have to deal with this and people will judge you for it. Yeah. No, Just I because you agree. served your time doesn't mean that you didn't do it. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you get a fresh start. Yeah. Your victims didn't get a fresh start and they got killed. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's enraged me. Sorry. Hmm. That's okay. It was still a good story. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And we're back. We are back. I'm always going to be the one saying that. Whenever I edit, I'm always like, oh, it's me that said it again, but it's because I can see producer Craig's thumbs. So that is why. <laughs> Until we are back in the same room again, it's always going to be It's you. always going to be me. Unless you can put like a little webcam on producer Craig, a producer Craig cram. PC cam. A PC cam. <laughs> okay. I am speaking about a woman named Charlene Gallego. Okay. So she was born Charlene Adele Williams in October of 1956 in Stockton, California. She was described as a smart child and she was also shy. Her parents were middle class, normal people, sent her to after school clubs, violin lessons, and she was the only child. Okay. No dramas. Yeah. Simple life. Simple life, happiness. So after graduating school, Charlene worked as a meat wrapper, which I don't think is a thing anymore. I don't know. And a person who wraps meat? Yeah, so at the deli counters. Gotcha. Like, you would just wrap meat. Okay. Uh, yeah. And she also ran her own flower and glassware boutique, which her parents had given her when she was younger. I guess like just a little startup business. And they were like, here you go. Here's a business for your birthday Here's a business. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird gift. Yeah. She also attended Sacramento State University, but had two failed marriages, an annulment, and a divorce. She met after these two failed marriages, and bear in mind, she's very young, a man named Gerald Galigo, and mm-hmm. she was 20. Okay. <laughs> two yeah. failed marriages and 20 years old. Okay, got yeah. you. Yeah, wow. she was getting out of the way early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she met him through a blind date that her friend had set up for her. He was apparently very charming and acted like a gentleman. He fooled her parents and they loved him as well. Like he didn't kiss her or anything. He just like got her flowers the next day and stuff like that. So he was like being Mr. Charmy Pants. Uh-huh. What Charlene didn't know was that the 30-year-old, so 10 years her senior, had spent three and a half years in prison for robbery, and he had also been charged with rape, incest, auto theft, and assault with a deadly weapon. It's quite a rap sheet there. I mean, those are things that you should probably bring up first date. I mean, that would immediately scare everybody off, but yeah, people should know what they're getting themselves into. I mean, which one do you lead with? The rape or the incest? I don't (laughs) even know. That's a tough one. Um, but yeah, you're not going to get many people that hang around. No. After that. Um, his father had died in a Mississippi gas chamber for murdering two law enforcement officials. So okay. it was kind of in the family. Yeah. His mother had been a sex worker and by 13, he was facing charges for sexually abusing a six-year-old. Oh. Yeah. He was married seven times. So he was good at marriage too. Yeah. Very good. Twice to the same woman, so, I mean, I'll give him a a slight pass on that. He's only been married six times. 
And when he and Charlene got married, he was still married to another woman. Like, how do you afford that many weddings? I don't know. They they can't be good weddings. No. I mean, they got to be pretty budget. Yeah. Once married, the abuse and coercive control began. He was extremely controlling and jealous and eventually led Charlene to be totally isolated from all of her friends and family. Okay. He only wanted her around his pretty shit family. Right. In September of 1978, Gerald went to a shopping mall in Sacramento with his van and he kidnapped 17-year-old Rhonda Scheffler and 16-year-old Kippy Vaught at gunpoint. He drove to another location, raped them, and killed them with a single gunshot each to the back of the head. So in June the following year, it seems to be like a year apart for these, Mm -hmm. 14-year-old Brenda Judd and 13-year-old Sandra Colley were abducted from a county fair in Nevada. So very, very young. Yeah, and he seems to go for like couples, like two friends. Yeah. Charlene witnessed Gerald beat the girls to death. So she was there for Mm -hmm. all of these. A year later, Gerald again abducted two girls from a shopping center, Stacy and I think it was Redican and Karen Chipman, Twigs, who were both 17. Again, another pair. Yeah. Their bodies were found three months after that, sexually abused and bludgeoned to death. Eesh. Yeah. So in June of 1980, 21-year-old and pregnant Linda Teresa Aguilar was hitchhiking when Gerald abducted her and murdered her with a blunt object. A month later, 34-year-old bartender Virginia, I think it was Mochel, Mochel, I'm not sure how to say that, was abducted from a Sacramento tavern and murdered. The fishing line found around her neck indicated that she was strangled to death. Oh, so he changed a bit there. He did, yeah. I mean, he seemed to go mostly for bludgeoning, but he he strangled her with fishing line. And then finally in November, while leaving a fraternity party, 22-year-old Craig Miller and his 21-year-old fiance Mary Elizabeth Savers, Sawyers? Mm. Sowers. My writing is really shit. I think it was Sowers, were forced into the family car at gunpoint. Once in a secluded place, Craig was ordered out of the car and shot. Mm. Again, the couple were together, so Charlene and Gerald returned to their apartment with Mary Elizabeth and sexually abused her before executing her in a remote field. So she took part in that abuse there? Yeah. Okay. Seems like Sherry... Was it Sherry? Sorry? Charlene. Seems like... No, the the victim. Oh, Mary Elizabeth. Sorry. Yeah, it seems like Mary Elizabeth was the target and Craig just happened to be there. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that it was just easier for them to get pairs because they felt more, it's a couple abducting two people. They're not going to feel like they're in any danger. Yeah. Or less likely to feel that way. So a friend had witnessed the couple's abduction and had reported the car's license plate to the police. So smart friend Mm -hmm. having like the wits to be able to do that. Yeah. The police arrested the couple at a Western Union office where Charlene's parents were wiring money to her. So she was probably asking them for help they probably had no idea what was going on Mm. especially because she was so isolated from them yeah exactly so of course arrested because they were literally seen taking the people away from the scene okay they both pled not guilty but charlene's lawyers ended up cutting a deal to reduce her sentence to just under 17 years she testified against gerald she testified about being abused and about the control she said she did try and help some of the some of the victims. Okay. 
So Gerald was sentenced to death in 1983, but he died of cancer in 2002. Which, whatever, he's dead, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Charlene was released in 1997. She had spent her time studying psychology, business, and Icelandic literature. Random. Hmm. I mean, you've got all the time in the world, really, so... Yeah, I actually relate right now. But, like, Icelandic literature sounds terrible. I didn't know Iceland had, like, a rich literature sort of thing to study. Nope. I don't know. (laughs) That's new to me. New to me. Anyway, and she has actively spoken out about domestic abuse and considered herself a victim of Gerald as well. So she has said one of her statements was, I didn't realize that I was also one of his victims. I was just one of the ones that lived. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about that. How many years did she serve? So, 1983 to 1997. 14 years. She served 14 years, yeah, for... A lot of murders, you know, she murdered, what, three, four couples? Well, not couples, but pairs of people. And I don't know. She took part in it. And yes, she was controlled, but... Essentially similar to, like, the Ian Huntley-Myra Hindley relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Dominant boyfriend, dominant husband, more submissive women, but still partook in awful things. Yeah. I know that... Well, I don't know. I've never been in an abusive relationship. I don't know how it feels to be trapped and feel like you don't have a choice, but you know what you're doing is wrong. I have been in an abusive relationship and had coercive control. And while you do things that you don't think that you would ever do to protect yourself, Uh I cannot, and I have been in that situation, I cannot picture myself going that far. No. Ever. I mean, I would report him. Mm-hmm. 100% report. Yeah. And I don't understand going along with that. I know that you can get brainwashed, but she comes from a good home. I came from a good home. You don't get brainwashed to the point where you can do this. Or start to think that this is okay to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if it happened once and you're like, what the hell just happened? I don't understand what just happened. Yeah. If you know... Like, I mean, you know, and you just, you find a way to report it. You don't, uh-huh. you don't keep doing it. Yeah. So I th- I don't think 14 years was enough personally, because everybody makes a personal choice. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Horrible, horrific case, Holly, but well done. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here we go. We are back. We are back. Hmm. So, 
I think it's going to be a tough choice this week. <sighs> don't know. I feel like they're two extremes for me because, as everybody knows, drowning is my worst fear. Yeah. Drowning in my own bed just sounds horrific. But then you've yeah. kind of got the option with my case that you maybe just get a nice big overdose and die that way. Do you know... Yeah, it's a catch-22 because, every, well, not everybody, Holly personally wouldn't mind a big shot of morphine on her way out. Uh-huh. I mean, that sounds like a really nice tingly way to go. Yeah. Those are the happy tingles on morphine. But I don't know if the drowning, it's so dark. So dark. It's so dark. It's torturous. It's It's sociopathic. It's wanting to see this person in as much distress as possible yeah. without moving them from their own bed. Yeah, exactly. And also going undetected at the same time. Yeah. And the thing is too, which, which my guy had was torture. Yes. Rape and torture beforehand and I potentially know. seeing your friend die in front of you. Oh, I know. And then are you going to be bludgeoned? Are you going to be shot? Are you going to be strangled? strangled? I know. I think I'd rather be killed by your nurses since I have at least a 50-50 shot at hitting some morphine. Yeah, and then some of them seem to survive as well because there was attempted yeah. murders in there too. There was attempted murders, so I you, you have a little bit of a chance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and maybe... Oh, it, it pains me to pick this. And this is a really hard choice for me, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you because... You know, there is a chance that you would get sort of the injection way out. There's no sexual assault involved. So, of course, that's in a way not as awful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick mine as well. Yeah. You didn't think you were going to go that way, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I could tell. No, I'm definitely going yours. Yeah. Yeah. Oofed. Tough choice this week. It was a tough choice, but in the end, I'm choosing morphine. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. I'm just going to go with that in my head. (laughs) So thank you all for listening. Thank you. If you would like to leave us a little rate and review, you can do that on iTunes. There's also a new website that we discovered called Podchaser. Mm -hmm. We're in the process of just updating that at the moment with all our information on there, making it a bit more personalized so you can leave reviews there. If you don't have iTunes, I think you can also leave reviews on our speaker page as well. So... If you feel like giving me and Holly a little bit of lightness in our life, a little bit <laughs> of positive affirmations, then please go ahead because uh, we 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 need that. We need it these we days. It. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. Everybody needs it. Yeah. Where else can you talk to us? Well, let me tell you. You can talk to us on Twitter. We're at Witch Murderer. We're on Instagram at Witch Murderer. You can email us, witchmurder at gmail.com. You can talk to us via our website. There's a little boxy thing that you fill in. We have LinkedIn. We have Facebook. We have a Facebook group, which a few people have joined lately. So get chatting on there, people. And I feel like I'm missing something wrong with Spreaker. I, I, no, you can't talk to us on Spreaker, can you? I don't know. Maybe no, I don't can. think so. I don't think so. Why does Crack always yell at me to say it then? Oh, cause he's, he's just him, you know, just, just ignore him. I mentioned speaker already, so it's fine. It's already been covered. Just back to the corner. And then basically he's going to repeat everything you've just said in like five seconds anyway. So exactly. <laughs> I, he's just, oh, Craig, love him. 
I can't really yell at him because he gave me Percy Pigs this week. So <laughs> he's like the biggest enabler in the world. He is. And I love it. So <laughs> I'm not ever going to stop him from enabling me. <laughs> but yeah, just give us a chat and we will be happy to chat you back. For sure. Yeah. Uh, we will see y'all next week. We will. Bye. Bye. Witch Murderer is hosted by Spreaker and is recorded in a secret location in Scotland. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Email us at witchmurderer at gmail.com or visit our website at witchmurderer.com. We are also on Instagram, Reddit and Twitter. Just look for the at witchmurderer account or hashtag. You can join the debate on our Facebook page and group interacting with other listeners or the Witch Murderer team. Our theme music is Kill Me Again by Bluebend. Our artwork was produced by Wild Creations at Fiverr.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.